Hello and welcome back to Gaming Study. I told y'all if y'all were good, I had a surprise for you. And here it is. I'm here with the boys. The boys always talk about in the show. Um, we're going to talk about some Smash. Just like I've been saying, uh, this is the third episode of the series. Um, we still are going to try to get you something special with um, a popular dude. I don't know his name. It kind of has a D and a 1. So if you know about Smash, you know who I'm talking about. So, in the last episode, we looked at the hit phenomenon League of Legends and talked about its successes and growing pains to become one of the highest noted esports around. Today, today is special because, like I said, we're talking about Smash and my boys. My boys love Smash. So, let me let them introduce themselves. Q. That's my tag. <laughs> Q's the tag. Uh, my name is Quentin. Do we can go do last yeah, names? Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah you can I, do well, last names if you want. No, you ain't fine with me, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm Quentin. I uh, I'm a fox main. Uh, <laughs> I, I was rank one in Jacksonville, Alabama, for the short time that we had a melee scene. The organizer sort of moved away. It's yeah. been a little bit more net play now. So, uh, that's me. And then we got my boy Gabble, aka Gabe. It's uh, me, Gabriel. Uh, I also play melee. Uh, I am a Ganon Marth man. <laughs> He's lying. He's a Samus man. <laughs> Got to okay. We'll, we'll, cut, we'll, we'll cut that part out. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> All right. So um, got to project. <laughs> so I already know what the boys know about esports. Um, Quinn actually got me into League of Legends. Uh, like I said. It, it it was around season two, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right on the tail end, maybe just after season two, is when I finally convinced everybody to come play with this game with me that I've been grinding by myself. <laughs> so, uh, so they already know what esports um are. I'm pretty sure Gabe knows because you know he follows melee pretty heavily. So the best place to start with this episode, like we always do, is what is an esport? A Wikipedia a Wikipedia based answer would be. A form of competition that is facilitated by computer systems and our case video games. The imp the input of players and teams are mediated by human computer interfaces, but that's lame. Uh so let's break that down. Esports is a form of competition usually pitting together teams of single competitors in a human facilitated tournament or series of games. So the players and teams can range from sponsored teams like TSM because, like I told you last week, I really love TSM or Cloud9, which you'll hear a lot about today because Q's favorite smasher is actually on Cloud9. And <laughs> to, indi <laughs> to individual players uh, without team backing. So, like I said last week, TSM, you don't have a podcast. You can sponsor the boy and we can do it all together and we can have a officially licensed podcast. So these teams can be equivalent to, let's say, the Patriots or the Falcons of their respective esports. The top esports in the environment right now are fighters or the FGC, uh, MOBAs or multi-online battle arenas. And I love these two sections of esports. I'm an active member of both, but close behind are shooters like Counter-Strike Go, Call of Duty, and the growing Overwatch. So esports are growing in viewership. According to the global esports market, like 226 million people watch at least one esport match so that means people other than me actually watch this so in today's episode we won't be dissecting uh league of legends for once and we'll be dissecting smash and its amateur fighting scene in alabama and around the world so with that let's get to the first break
All right, welcome back. So, the boys have heard the podcast before. Um, so I want to give them a chance to define case study for themselves. So, Q, do you know what a case study is? Uh, generally, like what? What specifically you want? To talk like, about? like, what do you when you hear the words case study applied to something like education or like a research topic? What do you think a case study truly is? Uh, isn't it like a <laughs> uh, is, is, isn't it like sort of like focusing on a particular instance in order to derive some kind of like uh i don't know general applicable meaning to similar yeah situations like yeah literally one one to one do you want to add anything gabriel no no all right so basically i look for speci- like in a specific subject break it down and see how it relates to the topic at hand so today since we're talking about esports and smash we're going to break down um the history of smash and then like what interests us as players, as watchers, to really participate in the FGC and really see uh, how that equates to like why esports is growing, why melee is growing, even though the game is what seventeen years old, like yeah, something around 16, that 16, 17, 17 around that, yeah, <laughs> like years old, and why it's still growing. So that's what we're seeking to do today. Just seeing like why amateurs want to be pros and why pros are pros and stuff like that. So. First, let's talk about the eras of competitive melee. You you know better than me, like the different eras of uh, melee, starting with, you know, the golden era when we started uh, coming back after, you know, the dark era with nobody really playing it competitively. And then we go to the dark age of melee and we all know about that. Then we have the era of the five gods. <laughs> we got the boys. And then now we're in the platinum age. So as somebody that's followed melee for a really long time, uh, can you tell me how like the eras shaped um, our expectations of what melee used to be and what it is now? Uh, I can give it a shot. Uh, I'm sure there are like actual proper hard and fast like <laughs> names and time you know limitations on on these actual eras. And uh, I don't. I, I probably you know I just can't recall those right now. I'll just have to come up with my own designations here. That's fine with me. So if someone out there's gonna be like, "Look at this dumbass." <laughs> it's fine. Doesn't know anything. Um. So I'd say yeah, probably the first recognizable era, like the the era of like uh some of the the bigger organized uh house tournaments leading up into the MLG area uh, era is probably maybe they'd call that the golden age where you know Ken sort of dominated everybody. Right. Right. Uh, you know, people like. Uh, Reciferous or whatever mm-hmm. were, were the big names. People like, uh, you know, as in in a like H two I L on the East Coast, right? Stuff like that. Um, uh, let's and see. Then, and then, um, like when when I was doing my research, you you know you you brought up the Smash documentary, and the Smash documentary actually talked about like this era of like Chudat and uh, Ken, and even the first signing of. A professional Smash player, with uh, I'm pretty sure Ken was the first actual like Liquid Ken, or that era of Ken was one of the first like actually signed players. Um, um like, until, like a little bit later. Yeah, him, him was... being signed didn't come around until 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I, I want to say Mango might have been like the first officially like esports team, right? Like you know, player to be picked up by an actual esports team. And then I think it like either at the same time, uh, maybe slightly before, maybe slightly after, was like uh, Ken, KDJ, and uh, 
was it was it uh chilling at the same time i think yeah yeah, yeah all of them all the they time. the three of them got picked up by liquid like at the at the same time and i don't maybe, maybe hunger box was in that too or maybe hunger hunger box was later um but and, yeah yeah uh what i want to ask about that is like how do you think that changed the landscape of melee because first we had those house tournaments you know uh small turnouts uh, I even remember you talking to me about Nintendo really not supporting uh, the smaller house tournaments, the growing Melee community, because they saw Melee as like not a, just a party game, not a really competitively based game. Uh, t- tell me how like the forming of teams started bringing Melee into that competitive nature. Um, I'd say probably the, f- uh, the, the thing I want to talk about is probably... Uh the sort of shift that started to allow people to really kind of consider this as a, uh, as like a career choice or as a, uh, you know, something, something to do in place of having like a part-time job, you know, at that age right. back in the day, um, probably the MLG circuit, probably for the first time allowed some of the top players like, you know, Ken, PC, Chris, uh, like KDJ, Mewtwo King to, uh, you know, get into that area of like, you know, I can, I can actually just do this as a, as a job, you know, it pr- probably wasn't super lucrative then. Maybe, maybe might have been less than like a minimum wage job. Right. But yeah, uh, you know, fast fast forward to uh, you know, post post the revival, you know, right. post Evo twenty thirteen when uh, Mango gets picked up by Cloud Nine, all those people. Yeah, that 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 just sort of defined an era where, like, these could be lucrative careers for people. These could be like you know, comfortable lives for these people. Can actually focus their all their time, right. you know, on streaming on basically just you know they became proper esports players at that right. time they obviously less successful than the league players but yeah. you know uh, it works for them <laughs> uh yeah we talked about that last week how riot truly truly like supports their e esports team now with the emergence of conferences and we now don't even have the regulation like in the NALCS anymore we have a set roster of teams with tsm being one of them and cloud nine as well so like uh seeing teams and sponsors really going into melee was something shocking for me because the game the game is let's say it is old and for them to become pros at it they literally had to break the game for them to actually um create a high pat high fast uh melee combat era so um one thing i want to ask you gabe is like in the era of five gods like what what god really stuck out to you and why like ppmd no question no questions asked ppmd don't don't get them started but um i i i understand that you said you're morth uh main now so like what made pp stand up uh stand out to you because pp to me is completely different than pp to you because i see pp as like the falco stack it up you feel me like that that's my pp and then your PP is over here, like with the mark, the tips. You feel me? So why why is that like PP era standing out more to you than like you know the more Falco player? I don't know. I still agree with the the stack it up because you know that's just a classic. But like PP, when I see him play, especially that Marth, just the the clean the clean dash dancing, the spacing, it's just all it's. It's nice, you know. <laughs> Real, like <laughs> it's, it's just super graceful. Like when you watch it, it's like water like you're just watching it like move it's just really beautiful and uh for you guys that don't know like uh we're gonna we're gonna shorthand names so when we say pp we're not talking about anything like bad or anything his name is literally ppmd uh kevin nanny so he's our boy (laughs) (laughs) um he's actually like one of the first people you showed me uh back in the day 
uh, besides Mango. And I don't even have to ask you do, your this question because we already know your voice, Mango. Mango. So t- Mango. 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 <laughs> so, tell uh. us, <laughs> so tell us why um, Mango is so like important to Melee right now and important to you as an amateur player um, trying to like emulate like his Fox moves and just like his sporadic like gameplay. I think he's just he's the I mean you you've hear, you've heard it said before but like I think there's there's nothing truer than than saying he's the spirit of the game. I mean he's like the he's the the early ideals of the game like personified just doing dope stuff like yeah right. just you know I don't know just just really playing your heart out not like not being too much of a uh, I don't know like a bogged down sort of chess match more of it being like a you know a person's out there making a statement about who he is on the stage and he's he's whooping your ass doing it like right, right. it's you know like uh <laughs> it, it's just I, I i aspire to be like that he's a he's an inspiration to to dgens everywhere yeah you know just you know do nothing just do terrible in school <laughs> just have no prospects but then just be so sick at something that you you, you just you're better you're doing better than everybody who's you got, like you got mills you can buy a super expensive parrot right <laughs> right um <laughs> He's 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 the, he encompasses everything that I and probably a lot of other people love about melee, and he's just he's he's the the perfect success story for us right. out here who are who are slumming it. Right. So for for your boy over here, um, I had to go with uh, you know, the God Slayer, aka Leffen. Um, I was actually a Leffen fan when he was the heel of like uh of melee. So. We're going to talk about, like, storylines later because that's really important to me. But, like, Leffen's Fox, when I first saw it, I was like, man, that that's that's a Chris Fox right there, dude. And then, and then uh, Armada came out of nowhere with his, uh, you know, that robotic Fox. And um, Leffen couldn't handle it. But it, it was just interesting seeing, like, a younger player coming up, challenging Mago, even creating that, like, antithesis for mango i remember we would go back and forth at your old house and i'll be over here tsm leffen you're you're over there uh c9 mango and um i'll do my poorest attempts to beat your fox but still it felt <laughs> like we were representing something bigger than ourselves and even back then with gabe samus it was still it was still something different about the game and it all came from the pros that we watched and yeah, if I, if I could just pop in for a second, yeah, one thing one thing I want on the books <laughs> that like no one and I hate to do it too because you know like I mean I don't know I still harbor some feelings back in the day where I was like you know f leffin you know whatever <laughs> you know. Uh, you know but obviously over time you know I've come to I've come to love the boy yeah. but uh, people people forget because it was just there for a brief moment that, that what was it like that that 2015 it's 2015 yeah it was like it was, it was that that era in 2015 for a minute. Leffen actually solidly pulled ahead of everybody. Right, like he was the best in the world for like a like a month or something. And like if he, I I shudder to think what the what the melee scene would look like if he didn't get deported. Uh, shoutouts to Obama. Yeah, thing. yeah, Obama yeah. saved us. Obama like, saved really. Obama saved us. <laughs> yo, yo. So um, I know this is a really informal episode, but like shoutouts to Obama for real. Like <laughs> yeah, just in general, like yeah, just shoutouts to Obama, like clout goggles and all. <laughs> so uh, but. How how do you think we went from selling out like small lobbies in uh in hotels in New York and and SoCal and NorCal to actually like selling out venues in NYC like not the Garden but we're still selling out huge hotels like the Westin and stuff like that and in Las Vegas it's it's crazy seeing how people fly in from Evo I'm, me me and the boys were also thinking about going to Evo one year and just like playing even though 
we probably don't have a chance maybe get out of groups hopefully um but like if we ever like meet mango or play mango in a match like it it would be a dream come true i know for quentin it would be and i know gabe gabe would love to see that hungry box hungry box live <laughs> he's he's like I, an on and off hunger box <laughs> sympathizer what? all right okay no we're cutting this all right but um but seriously how 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 did we go from sending out small lobbies to like huge huge venues like ballroom sized venues i i think they're 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 it's like a perfect storm like the the appeal at the at the basis level uh i guess it's just the franchise the franchise of smash bros like all the familiar characters you grew up with, like, you know, that, that just, that's like such a, a foot in the door for people. Right. Anybody can just like look at that and immediately, you know, like find a connection with the game. Um, from there, I'd say Melee's individual, like, you know, mechanics, the speed, the, the culture of like, you know, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess you up. Right. Like the, just the, it's, it, it's so like fiery and exciting people, people just want to, want to know what's going on when they see it. You right. know, people, people, you know, you, you watch League. You might hear a British man get a little bit louder than normal every 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 now and again, but you know, like you don't you don't see somebody I don't know like just dumpster somebody and then pop up on the stage like screaming in their face. Everybody in the chat's going like oh, like, you know, like everybody in the crowd, I'd rather whatever. Right. Like right. you know that 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 attracts. I think that's more universally like it. It speaks to something you know primal in us maybe. So, um, but I did I did want to say like. Yeah. The, the current level of success, uh, all the other Perfect Storm aspects, leading right. up to the ultimate Perfect Storm, which was the, the opportunity given at, uh, at EVO 2013, you know, for the game that rose the, uh, raised the, the highest amount of money for breast cancer research. Right. If, yeah, if that, if that had never happened, I don't know where Melee would be. It'd still be dope. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Pro- I would never have found out about it. But Probably not as big. Probably not as big. That, that just, you know, slingshotted it into this crazy exponential growth ever since. Yeah, um, so I actually kind of want to play a clip that Quentin was talking about. We're going to, uh, like, put in afterwards. But uh, let's talk about, like, some hype moments before we um, get into what separates a, um amateur to a pro. Um, so I love the Wombo Combo video. That Wombo <laughs> Combo video is crazy. Um, I'm actually using it in my senior project uh, presentation Uh so it means a lot to me because it personifies what esports really is. So um, I want to start with Gabe because uh, Gabe, was that was that mean like that wombo combo moment to you? What was that wombo combo moment to you when you were watching Melee at any point in time? Poor Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Boy got dumpstered bad. <laughs> But um, Gabe has one moment made you pop off or like hit you with oh oh like have you seen a moment that's really made you like yo the esports is up esports is coming yes yeah there oh, there's just like it's just you know when you watch something like hype like I don't know something that's just always legendary no matter like when you watch it is the <laughs> the, the Mewtwo King reverse three oh on shiz. on the shiz that oh this it's pretty it's pretty good to watch just. You're you're down. This man's been like bodying you, <laughs> and then you just come back and just dish, just like beat the absolute like out of this man. Like it's just it's it's over. Like right. It's just it's just good to watch stuff like that, dude. I just I just want to say like you know you like wombo combo like you've seen you've seen it permeate like not only just other uh you know I I don't know gaming 
spheres, you know, you you hear like league casters, like you know, they'll shout wombo combo when something happens, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, it's it's made its way into it's permeated culture in a way that like not a lot of things do. Right. It's like I think that moment in time like just encapsulate. It's like a it's like if there was an audio version of a Renaissance painting. <laughs> like every, every everything is so like poised, like obviously like on the screen, you know, you know, like then. <laughs> yeah. messing, messing you up like yeah. uh you know mitchell and, right. and, and and yeah uh but like the, the the voices that sort of come in like the you know like obviously <laughs> screaming like you know the you know, wombo combo where are you at you know like you'll hear you hear mango in the background screaming that is yeah genitalia yeah. hurts <laughs> and you know somebody has somebody has to come come in you know to the to the mic and say hey mango mango's yeah. ppmd hurts yeah yeah you know, you right, know like, right it's it's just from all directions just these uh is it's a, it's a renaissance painting in, in a video audio visual form yeah i absolutely love that like personification of that moment like a renaissance painting in audio form so like how'd you get your start in melee like we we know it's a game we grew up with it but how did you like get your start in amateur melee both of you like how do you want to go first or? like are we talking like competitively yeah like, yeah, competitively. like maybe the first time we saw something decided to start practicing um, well, this is, this would be piggybacking off of whatever Quinn has to say, because he showed me the documentary, and then after that, I was like, ooh, all right, bet, let's, <laughs> been playing this game for 10 years, let's get into it. Right, Hello? right. <laughs> and then, yeah. I'd say, uh, I'm, my story is, uh, not much different than, uh, I, I just, uh, was, you know, I don't know, just living my life. <laughs> jerkin you know I, uh, I i just happened to see a thumbnail on youtube it was uh the first episode of that uh that, that documentary by uh sam ox east point picture shout out please uh please 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 drop that uh please drop the other document the new documentary that movie the armada whatever it's called at this point yeah come on man i mean good luck with it uh i yeah i just decided to click on a video and it started out as background noise, but uh, before I, I noticed, like, I dropped everything. I was so encapsulated. I watched all of it, like, back to back to back, however many, what is that, like, eight hours or something of video, what? six hours yeah. of video. Like, uh, I, I was obsessed. Like, and then, you know, following the story all the way up to, uh, to um, you know, like, like Evo 2013, you know, the, uh, I think I think that's probably the last thing it covers or whatever. Yeah, like, the, the revival was just such an incredible story. I was like, wow, like, I mean, this game, this was, this was already probably, you know, top one or two GameCube games of all time, and GameCube's my favorite console of all time, so it was already a really important game to me, but then, like, realizing that, I just, I was so, ins- I, had, I was inspired, had to, had to, I wanted to, I was gonna be Mango throwing my shirt into the audience, <laughs> I was gonna be me, the controller. I had to do that. <laughs> so, we talked a lot about the history of Melee, and, like, and talking about how it grew, but let's break it down just a little bit further and talk about like the players because without the players what is melee like uh we've already covered like who our favorite players are and why but give us a small rundown on the players in the game right now like who's the top five who's the top 10 like who who um makes the show stop when they get on the stream besides you know your boy mango and, and pp when he comes but uh like who give us a rundown on who's in the game right now, really making waves? So, well, top ten's like a the the top ten positions like a toss up right now. People are saying it's either it's either Johnny S two J or um 
or a oh like for at, number ten yeah or yeah. like shoot at I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna put my <laughs> thing in there and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's S two J it's yeah. it's Johnny like. It, like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I I like S two J. I it, have to. <laughs> if we were gonna count it down from the top, um, I'd probably I and uh, maybe maybe like five thousand other people somewhere you know, out, 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 there, out there on Twitch TV uh, <laughs> would, would, would probably put Mango at number one. But you know, you know, we'll we'll go with the figures. Maybe he's uh you know third. three three or four right now. Yeah, no third. He, he's, he's three right he's, now. Yeah, he's um, but yeah, I think right now it's unfortunately right now it might be looking like Hungrybox is teetering over. Over Armada. To, uh, to Armada, I say unfortunately. I'm just I'm I'm a biased person. I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't like Hungry Bots. Yeah, yes. Yeah, maybe if I met him, I'd change my mind. But you know, at least from a no, from a, from a spectator mean. standpoint, not my favorite player. Right. Right. Um. But like, yeah, I'd say it's either him. It's either, it's probably Hungry Box, maybe Armada right now, and then Mango. Then, then... Mewtwo King. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah the, the Mewtwo King, and then it's like then it's Plup. Le- Levin should be there, but like Plup's kind of there. Yeah, right Plup, Plup's yeah. there. It's Plup. Yeah, uh, it's probably probably Plup, Plup then Levin. Levin. I haven't been count- keeping track of what number we're on. So. <laughs> um, uh, I think we're that's, on six. That's six. Six. Yeah, Levin's number six because Plup is fifth right now. Levin's yeah, and then from there it's probably like Axe. a like a mix of like X X Fat. Uh, you know, Shroom's probably in there. And, and then Johnny. And then Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> So like, how how are they changing uh, melee as we see it? Like, are they pushing it forward? Are they pulling it back? Uh, I know a lot One of persons pulling it back. <laughs> I know a lot of people uh, really don't like Hungry Bots' style. Like I don't, um, uh, especially like I I mean I I love Jigs. Uh, I play a lot of Jigs in uh, Smash Four thanks to Quentin because like I could not I could not deal with those uh, back airs, but like. J- Jigs in melee o- always makes me think of Hungry Box, and it feels like he's not pushing the envelope. He's doing what he does, and it's staying stagnant. I, but I kind of disagree. Yeah. With okay, that. he's Go for it. he's actually he's actually like I don't have a problem. Like before, mm-hmm. yeah, you can say yeah, he was I'd, awful. I'd say that I, th- I'd I say, don't think he's awful. I'd, I just, I'd say your description of like the way that he approached Puff or whatever and defined Puff as like the best and. One of the only, you know, Puff players. Right. I think he, for the longest time, until maybe, maybe all the way up until 2015. Yeah. He did, like, your description fits perfectly. perfectly like, he, yeah. he didn't really change what he was doing, to be honest. Yeah. And, like, he, 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 he back-aired, can't. he back-aired, he can't, like, that yeah. That was kind of the whole strat, and it really didn't work for him at the, at the highest level. Yeah. Right. People, um, people kept, like, finding, finding him out, and that kept him down. He's like, I remember, like, Mango had the, the craziest record against him. It was, yeah. It was, it was uncanny. There was, like, something I remember hearing, and, like, Hung- Hungry Bucks was just, like, uh, like, I'm getting I'm getting bodied so much at the top game, maybe I should just, like, quit. And Crunch, like, came up, and, like, they planned out, like, a little thing, and, like, Hungry Bucks started playing more aggressive like he is now. Mm-hmm. As he is now, I don't have a problem with how Hungry Bucks plays. It's more him as a person. Okay. I'd say that it's less that he's gotten more aggressive. I mean, uh... I guess maybe he he it's more like a calculated aggression or whatever. It's mainly he he still plays a very defensive style. He's not afraid to camp the ledge. You know he'll do right. that. But the the point is now is that he plays a like I I've I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. I've got the hit that I need. Now I have to like all in. I have to perfectly you know uh, convert off of this hit and get a kill. Like that's his sort of style now. It's like you know he'll he'll get you the he'll get the one hit off stage. You know get to get you off stage and then he's very consistent with killing you or you know right. he gets the the grab he's gonna up air uh or uh, up throw rest you like right he, he's he, that that was the main character the uh, characterization change i think is that his punishes became 
basically you know guaranteed kills as edge guards really became guaranteed kills and that that was the the main change yeah yeah so like not not like trying to harp on uh, <laughs> bots or anything <laughs> but like uh where do you see the game going like it's players uh we we see mango we we root for the boy never sleep on the kid but like where where where's the game going are there new players that we need to start looking out for like where do you see uh the pros right now compared to the pros in like a year or two from now the metagame's moving quick dude like there are these like just these new players who have just like popped onto the scene and they're making big splashes like zane who beat um he beat leffen who else he beat he beat some i think some other i want to i don't want to confuse him with reed uh did, did zane beat plup like uh for like a fifth place at a tournament recently i think that's what it was he like knocked yeah. he knocked plup out i think he double eliminated plup yeah wow. It sound, it sounds. I remember. I do remember Pub getting double eliminated. Then there's like Crush. Crush is up on, in the up and come up. Like there, there are like a Cyrox. Lot. Yeah, Cyrox. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, 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 there's like a there's like this idea that hasn't really come to a full fruition yet. That there are some young foxes who are very technical. You know, can do some crazy stuff, and like maybe one day they will like define like a new era of just insanity with 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 fox Mm -hmm. it hasn't really gotten there yet right now i feel like yeah i mean who who knows you know like uh, a year ago or two years ago i guess maybe three years ago in 2014 (laughs) i would i would have told you like uh there's no there's no way like like mango is so much better than everybody armada is the only one who stands a chance like no one no one else is ever going to win a tournament right you know like it's it's not gonna happen, you know. Like there's the, there's so many variables. Like things can just go off the wall, like uh, just like a sudden, you know, like w- with Hungry Bucks we were just talking about. It was like right. a, that was such a sudden change that he just, you know, suddenly his edge guards were so much stronger. He he'd really focused on that, and that that has kind of defined the current era. And I think he is like the the obstacle, or you know, like he will be the i guess the milestone that marks the end of the current era going into the next one. Okay. Yeah. It, right yeah. now, right now we're really defined. It's like everyone in the game versus hbox's puff like that like that's that that's the current puzzle we're trying to figure out now yeah yeah basically he's uh, the he's the new final boss <laughs> yeah um as as a viewer like i i truly actually liked adam a lot i loved armada yeah. um where where's armada i haven't i haven't seen him uh do you guys know like just asking since we're talking about players where's armada gone um with him being like number two in in the ranking list, it's still iffy. I mean, like the man is the man has such consistency. It's crazy. Right. Like, I mean, he'll he'll kill you in cold blood right now. Like right. <laughs> outside of melee, if he has to, and he'll do it so efficiently. Uh, like it's it's not that he's gone. You know, he's not he's not really like fallen off or anything. I think this is just something that happened. That you know, it's happened once before, and then he sort of had like a really strong two or three years of like perfect performance. Um, I I'd, I'd say like in the years like like uh returning from his last retirement, like up until twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, whenever that was, um, he sort of showed a little bit of shakiness or whatever, and then you know he really just confirmed his supremacy in like twenty fifteen. Right. Yeah. Um right now it seems like there there are just like some holes in his and you know this his perfection mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh you know you see people beating him who um uh, you know you, you wouldn't expect most of the time you only expect like uh you know maybe maybe 2015 leffen uh you know uh, you could beat 
Armada Hungrybox, right. you know, in the current era can beat Armada. Like, Mango just consistently throughout his entire career has, has just, like, had the, uh, had the, the factor, I guess, that, you know, hey, you know, no matter how good Armada's doing, Mango has a chance. Like, right. it's gonna happen, maybe, right. you know. Um, but yeah, it just seems, it just seems like right, right now he's not, as, uh, you know, like, he, he's not at that, that level that he normally sits at. Right. I think, I think there's, this is gonna be how the new era is gonna be. I think there's gonna be an equalization of like power amongst mm-hmm. the gods. Like no one, no one's. It's gonna be like a like sort of similar to like the Dark Age. No one's gonna be like the 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 top guy anymore. It's all gonna be like a free for all for like who gets the top. Like because I think everyone's just growing better like so fast and like so exponentially. It's like it's just gonna it's gonna finally like get to a heading point. Mm. So uh, I just wanna I just wanna. Touch on tournaments before we talk about storylines with players. Um, so how do you think as amateur players, as people that look up to pros that want to play, how important are regional, local regionals, local play to um, getting to that next step like Evo or DreamHack or Big House or Genesis? Incredibly important. Like yes. if, if you if you can't if you can't beat everybody in your region, then how are you how are you gonna, you know, play on the on the global stage or on the you know the national super national you know major the major tournament stage like right. how, how can you you know how can you if you can't you know if you're not power ranked locally or statewide if you're not able to you know really tussle with your your best players obviously you know like some states will have hidden bosses who don't go to tournaments that you know could maybe be better than armada who knows probably not <laughs> but uh but but, but like, like it's so important to go to your local scenes that's, that's how you that's how you can you know get there so uh for Alabama, let let's say for us, um, how how has our local scene grown, not grown, um, in in retrospect to let's say Florida because HBOTS is from Florida, the Carolinas have some uh, really great pros coming out of there, and of course NYC with um you know Prague uh, D one and like some really big heavy hitters. So how has Alabama uh adapted? grown or haven't hasn't grown in this like era of like localized tournaments i think we're still behind like if you look at the georgia scene the georgia scene's like really big you look at the florida scene florida's got the killers we got what hungry box wizzy plup mm-hmm. yeah like i mean i think alabama still got a way to go we got to get our own players up there we got to get up there <laughs> right right <laughs> i think there's a direct correlation between having like a big name come from your area yeah. and uh well it, it like like them sort of like a i don't know if they if they have like a direct effect or if it's like you know some sort of subtle effect on them like cre- like creating like more of a long longevity and like a i don't know a staying power in, in a scene mm-hmm. and, lo- and all those areas you know like you know the the east most of the east coast you know new england uh like tri-state like primarily new york uh you know the most of the west coast i guess which is primarily california you know there's there's, you know like strong individual norcal and socal scenes you know uh arizona yeah you know uh yeah florida florida and kind of texas are the really you know the only primary uh southern states well no no okay i can't leave out georgia georgia's Georgia's, Georgia's doing pretty good but like yeah i don't know i think i think that in particular um having that kind of structure to the scene that kind of like power hierarchy and a scene of like great players probably spurred along like uh tos to you know you know uh up and coming tos to you know to come up and compete you know like create multiple different tournaments or whatever and alabama uh didn't didn't really have yeah that player you know like right. uh we, we 
we're super content with our you know our local scenes or whatever but like they're really there's also a correlation between like uh the popularity of melee or like the frequency of melee events and the size of melee events with the uh population density of an area or whatever right. like you see places like birmingham they they have you know you know pretty pretty uh well organized tournaments right a lot right. of people come so um i'll just i want to move on to the storylines uh, uh can you click that yeah all right so what i really love about uh melee is the storylines we give them i i remember like we were talking about earlier the Leffen, Mango, and then we have the PP uh, MD. He comes out of nowhere. He wins what? Is it Big House? Like he'll come for that one turn. Apex. Oh, Apex. Yeah, Apex. Apex. He'll come yeah. for Apex, and then out of nowhere, boop, poof, he's gone. Then Apex next year, he, he wins. He's gone. So, like, um, what I love is just the type of stories we give um, players. And as, like, people that love the game, people that love Melee, how do you construct those stories um, as a viewer? So I, I put a couple of examples on the screen. Uh, you, you got Mango. You got the Never Sleep on the Kid. Um, and then you got the God Slayer uh, with Leffen. And then you have Armada and Mango. And you, like I said, with PP. How do, how do you guys construct the stories behind your favorite players? Your boy Scar just knows how to write the perfect script. See, I was, I was going <laughs> to touch on that. Like People, people meme around, joke around that, uh, that Scar writes the script. But I, I do think the commentators actually play like a like a primary role in dictating like the the the, the story of the uh, anime that is Super Smash Brothers Melee for the Nintendo GameCube. I think uh, <laughs> it's one I, of the best me- I <laughs> animes. Think, yeah, they they really you know frame the situations. I don't know, like I mean, obviously the actual things that the players do, like their individual matches, their you know Twitter beefs. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, look looking looking at your boy. <laughs> um, hey. You know, yeah, just their their interactions. However. You know, whatever kind they are, yeah. But yeah, I would give a lot of credit to the commentators and uh and sort of like dictating that to us. And then you know, from then you know, we 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 look at the characters, we decide who we I either identify with or who we really want to support. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Nanny, he's just uh he's a he's a you know pure boy. You just you know he came into a scene where there were you know much better players than him. You know, like the 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 gods. You know, before he was a god, I don't really know if the classification was around then. And he, uh, you know, he he shot up. You know, he he was able to do it. He was able to to defeat you know all the gods at the time at a what whatever tournament. I can't. I'm such a dumbass. I don't know why. Yeah, I can't. I can't, remember the, I can't remember the tournament. That was either. his like most defining moment. But you know, <laughs> but, but see, like the story like progresses into, hey, this is like you know this is the purest cinnamon roll. He's right. such, he's such a pure boy. Uh, you know, but there are these ambiguous negative like health and mental effects. You know, like affecting him, taking us away from the game, and like it's like, you know, we're following this character who's a you know a punished man. <laughs> you know, we we just we we just we just want to you know see him. We just want our boy we, back. We want to see him smile. We want to protect his smile. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, for someone that doesn't know about melee, can you uh describe like the road to being the best, like in your local scene or in your um in your favorite player's road to success? Can you uh shed some light on how you become the best in your local scene or somewhere like uh, that? Start playing in two thousand one. Uh, <laughs> the grind never don't, stops. Don't don't develop carpal tunnel, <laughs> right? Uh, right. No, but in all honesty, uh, yeah, I I think at this point, net plays a necessity. You know, like training packs, like uh, like twenty XX, things like that are, are are basically basically necessary. Right. Uh, you know, to keep up with the current level of of tech skill. Right. And um, 
but not to say that it's any more or any less important important than uh consistently playing right uh you know with people uh, like actual people and then you know like climbing a ladder trying to you know uh socially or otherwise connect yourselves with uh you know like the the best people in your region so that you're constantly getting quality practice like things like that uh and then from there it's if you know if i could tell you i'd be doing it <laughs> you know uh you know like you just you just really have to put in put in the hours uh you know put in the put in the the hand pain blood sweat tears all, all that right. and then yeah i guess you got you got to have the money for the show up to the events yeah got to yeah. have a working car willingness to drive hell hours yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's, you that's, just that's, gotta that's the do road. It. just got to do it <laughs> what about you game doing anything else to add uh, you got to be ready to get that ass kicked at any moment in time. Right. It's just how you get better. Right. You got to keep going, keep pushing forward. That's it. Yeah, that's actually really important. Like, <laughs> you you cannot be discouraged when you're just bodied and bodied and bodied over and over and over again for like the first years of you playing the game. <laughs> right. Right. Like that's, I don't know if it's that crazy, but like I don't know. That, that was kind of my story. Right. I was. Yeah. How important is that mindset to um, bounce back after? Um, being thirty third place in a thirty three man tournament, like how, how is how is that like mindset? How do you go from oh I'm thirty three to um I'm mango? How or for you? How did you go from I'm I'm oh. no one to number one in Jacksonville? So, well, for mango, I don't I don't think he got thirty third in his life ever. <laughs> I think I think he I think he came came into tournaments getting like you know, uh top top five maybe top eight whatever like instantly you know like i think and i think that's kind of the story of a lot of these big uh bigger players with maybe the exception of mewtwo king uh and you know with like you know like the the swedes or whatever for instance were just kind of off in their own their own realm maybe even largely not even playing with other people in the first place but like mm-hmm. they, they somehow and the, the, yeah there, the, there are some americans that have that story too i think like ppmd might be a similar story of like sort yeah. of there's no there's no one of, in north carolina you <laughs> so just, sort of yeah just sort born. of sort of being alone and just from yourself just becoming a, a god i guess right um but it, yeah i'd say for my for myself like I, I i just i don't know i put i put so much time into into getting better at the game i really cared you know i really you know I, i'd go to the birmingham tournaments when i could i would you know practice net play you know all the way up until that tournament started but you know i'd leave myself some time to, you know to, to you know you yeah. get a break clear my head you know that's super right. important you can't just grind yourself out or you'll, you'll burn out right um and yeah i uh the the second best player at the time or you know like he, he was better than me to begin with i had him over a bunch you know we, we played together and um yeah I, one time i just you know beat, beat him in grand finals uh you know from the beginning i was i was getting pretty decent placings i think i've like i think I, I i never placed lower than third or second uh like since the you know beginning um you know like at least until we you know got into like the later the later times when uh, people from out of state would start showing up or right. people from out of, out, of, out, of, out of town would show up um yeah uh <laughs> yeah that's just that's just how it went you know right. I, I i played i played the guy who was better than me a lot just beat him it just clicked and then like he never beat me again it was just <laughs> You, you know, you get it, get it, get it locked. Um. All right. So, melee, melee. As we were talking about earlier in the history segment, um, really didn't have that support from Nintendo like Riot had or um has that Blizzard has with Overwatch. So, how has like sponsorships teams really changed the face of melee? Um, because like we were talking about earlier, uh, uh I believe like I I wrote it down. 
2014, like people were sponsored. I have it written down. I I actually wrote it down. So Mango was one of the first in 2014 with uh, Cloud9 and Ken uh, Team Liquid. Uh, how has that changed the la- landscape of Melee? Is it for the good? Is it for the bad? What sponsorships are what do you... so good? Like it's without the support from Nintendo, you know, with Daddy Sakurai turning his eye from his children, right? You know, like I don't think Melee would have been anywhere. The players wouldn't be able to do what they're able to do without the support, the like the monetary support that sponsorships give them and everything. It's really important that they have that and like that to fall out. The, fall back on us so they can practice as hard as they can and come to the tournaments they can get flown out things like that it's really important oh, gotta stick close to the mic my guy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, personally i i don't even want to begin to try to wrap my head around why nintendo won't embrace uh, i mean obviously it's, it's gotten a bit more positive than before when they were you know like i think at evo 13 uh, uh, evo 2013 they were gonna try to stop evo from streaming the game yeah um and you know like that that was you know like overturned by a hair by outrage right i just i don't get it they're 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 simultaneously these these perfect you know just happy boys you know the per like this this uh preserved aspect of our childhood you know still here making great games you know making making great consoles you know whatever well at least recently <laughs> and uh <laughs> Shout outs to the Switch. But somehow at the same time, they're just like impossibly like unaware of the way the world works today. Like, you know, you see them, they'll, 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 if you're some, some 12 year old kid who wanted to stream himself playing Mario Maker or something, or, you know, make a YouTube video of himself playing Mario Maker, they're like coming to his house and like assassinate him for his like 12 cents he got off the monetization. Like, it's. The ninjas. It's just, I don't, I don't know. It's probably just best to not even think about it. Like, right. to just try to wrap your head around something that crazy. No. Um uh so how important is Twitch? I I know um that's where I watch all my tournaments. Um sorry PlayStation uh app or whatever, but like um that's where I watch all my tournaments. Uh how important has Twitch been to the fundamental growth of esports and melee? Well, it's everything. Honestly, like for for all for for, for all of esports, but yeah, for for melee as well. Like well, I think melee is a little bit different in that it would have survived on its own, uh, in a uh, at a pretty decent, decent scale right. ha- had uh you know esports never you know been a factor, uh but it like rather than just you know melee surviving like it did before now it's thriving you know and uh for for uh, these other esports it's it's literally like the cornerstone Twitch is the reason esports has taken off it's like you know it's like a symbiotic relationship esports keep keep Twitch afloat you know Twitch well. Yeah, arguably yeah. maybe right. I'd, I'd say i mean they, they, it's a large source of funds i imagine right and then uh you know twitch is the reason esports can be as huge as it is it's, right yeah it's the, getting it out there to the people having like a, a sort of like a collective space where people from all over the world can get in a chat room and you know say horrible things together <laughs> you know yeah. sense of sense of community like it's it's uh it's it's everything right um just like how how what sponsors do you see joining the melee circuit um um coming soon because recently we had t-mobile with tsm uh and we had i got that. red bull i got that i got that t-mobile yeah. edition uh c9 jersey see i'm see t-mobile like the youthful brands are starting to adapt uh esports which i love because um that means we're going to get more exposure it means they'll create more jobs 
which means the boys can get more jobs, which means we can earn money and actually play games and earn money at the same time. So, like, how do you see, um, what sponsors do you see making that next leap? Cornhole 2. <laughs> see, <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, team, but, but team team I mean, team YP tried it, and like there were some pitfalls, I guess, with you know, like the the subject matter and everything. Yeah, I think uh, I, I don't I don't really know if they're around in any scene anymore. At least in uh, at least in uh, melee, like for a while, um, Bizarro Flame was 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 uh, yeah, I remember sponsored that. by by U Porn. <laughs> or, or I'm sorry, uh, team team Yummy Pepperonis was what they had to go with. I think team uh, yum, Yummy Pepperoni. Um, and uh, I I don't know if it was more that he just he needed to stop you know stop being sponsored to go pursue law school, or if it was uh you know the other round. But I don't I don't know. It just yeah. YP as far as I can tell doesn't really have like a staying power in any esport that I've I've, nah. I've watched. Right. I don't know if they if they're the answer, but um I don't know like. Meme answer, uh, I'd say like I don't know, fries, fries electronics just made it into the scene, so why not? Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if fries sponsors anybody outside of uh, outside of melee, but uh, maybe I don't know. We can we get, can we get like, like Burger King? <laughs> I don't know. Can, can we, can we get like, uh, I don't know, Radio Shack's dead, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah I guess, get... I guess almost anything's a possibility. Like looking forward, I don't know, like. So I guess a Snapchat Q. Oh. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, I, so the better question would be any anyone and everyone i please just come any company please just get involved <laughs> uh so a better question would be what companies would you want to be sponsored by um if you became pro or um picked up as an amateur player my answer would be immediate if it wasn't for one father jonathan Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> who recently, you know, sort of politically politically alienated some of his uh, some of his followers, you know, some of some of some of his uh, consumers, you know, customers. Right. I would have answered in a heartbeat. Now, DiGiorno, maybe. <laughs> I, don't... <laughs> I don't know pizza. Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gabe? Uh, I don't know. Just like. I mean, hey, I'll take Cloud9, too, if you'll pick me up. Yeah. You just, like, sponsor me, please. See? Adidas? Uh, see? Ooh. Uh, see, ooh I, yeah, actually, Adidas. See, Never, I, mind. Never see, mind. See, I was thinking, like, Nike gets into it, or, like, a really huge clothing company. Can you imagine, like... Oh, that would be dope. Can you imagine, like, the swag outfitted oh for, God. like, Dude. Uh, like Melee-like players? Polo, or please Polo, pl- Wait, please. If you're listening... Please, <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine like uh, TSM like sponsored by like Puma and like all their all their like shoes are Puma no, and they no. all the jackets are like Puma based like jackets and stuff and Reggie would be swimming in the money because everybody wants to buy like a TSM embroidered like clothing. yeah then it then it could be you know like a like a sports jersey and like you know fashion at the same time. You know, right. I think that that'd be that's actually you know what we should we should not publish this. This is this is our idea. We're actually going to be millionaires. <laughs> Polo, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Polo at Q. <laughs> um, but with uh team sponsorships and streaming, um, we we see melee takes a different approach than Riot. Uh, with C nine. They they're really shown, especially with Mango. He has a C9 official like melee melee controller or GameCube controller. He has the backpack with C9 on it. He has the jacket, the tank top. 
he's seen on down. But in uh, League of Legends, you rarely see uh, Sinan uh, talk to any of their sponsors online or Logitech is never um, seen on a Riot event. Can can you explain, like, if if you can, that that um that symbiotic relationship between like the player and the team and the player and the sponsor versus um League of Legends that you've seen? I think it's just like a it's just like a factor that exists in League of Legends as an esport throughout is that there's not really like transparency or whatever. It's there's not like humanization of it. It's like super professional and like curated to you, like very like cleanly presented. And, like, you know, like, that. obviously that's what they're going for. They're trying to be ESPN, you know, and right. they're, they're doing a good job. They're beating ESPN, honestly. ESPN's trying to get, like, you know, League <laughs> of Legends and Dota on, that you know, ESPN whatever. Too. <laughs> you know, but, um, and, yeah, you know, that, that's that's their hustle. They're, they're doing it. Uh, right. But, yeah, I do I do think in, in a scene like Melee or whatever, it sort of, like, human human uh, humanizes, personifies, like, some of these, like, sponsors or whatever. These, uh, you know, when there's, like, more of a direct you know, sort of face given like Mango's manager, you know, like, well, uh, like, uh, was it, was it Kathy? I think, oh man, I don't remember her I, name. I can't remember. Uh, or she might just be the the one who makes all of the, all the videos so like for PR. Him. Yeah. Like yeah. PR like, you know, you, you sort of get like this idea, like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll say something, you know, to C9, like on stream or something, mm-hmm. just like, you know, as, as a, I don't know. It's it, it, like, and the fact that they, I guess are also like privy to, you know, this, this sort of like, scene or whatever mm-hmm. that you are it sort of like gives you the idea that scene, hey it's you because you know c9 doesn't need melee players right like you know or you know all these all these you know it just sort of like communicates like hey these these organizations uh you know they there's there's somebody in there you know like at whatever level right care that you know has like a, a genuine interest in what you you're interested in and it's uh i don't know it sort of like gives you a bit more of a an idea yeah so um now that we have like really talked about everything and we've been talking for what about like an hour <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so so uh those are the topics and questions that I had to bring up to the boys um but before I let you know before I let you go I want to know um in your per- opinion what's the next step not only for melee but the FGC uh and the esports ecosystem is it going to keep growing is it going to like fall off is it going to plateau uh, what do you guys think? And uh, yeah, just tell me. Um, I think Sh- Street Fighter Six is gonna be so slow mm-hmm. and awful that mm-hmm. everybody's gonna quit that game and play melee. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, what is uh the uh Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, Infinite Two is gonna be even uglier <laughs> and lower effort, and they're all gonna quit and play melee. Uh. uh what what else is there? Killer Instinct. They'll probably they'll probably that's a good yeah, game. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, game. Yeah. They'll probably still play that game. Uh, Melty Blood doesn't exist. No one plays that game. Um, Ooh, stuff like that. I don't. I don't Guilty know. Gear. Guilty Gear is. Uh, I don't pretty, know. Who knows? Actually, uh, anime if, fighters if, are actually yeah. on the rise. Yeah. yeah. If I'm if I'm gonna be serious, yeah, I, I I don't know. I would hope that in the FGC as a whole, some of these uh developers, mm-hmm. um, Support you know, the yeah, game. well, yeah, or they just, I don't know, like have like more of a more of an idea of who they're making the game for you can't like sort of create a game that only has like well at the time of a release only had a multiplayer you know sort of speaking to a competitive audience but then at the same time you made it incredibly slow and basic to allow like you know first-time players to you know not have as much of a learning curve Mm -hmm. i just 
just come on. <laughs> people people want complex games where you can be really sick if you're good. I think it's it's good for spectators. Right. High pace is good for spectators. It's it's good for it's good for for players. People who want to play it casually and play with other casual players will will you know will only access a certain amount of. I'm I'm gonna go on a rant here. I'm gonna <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I'd say going forward, melee melee sort of like uh the 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 increases like aren't aren't really like as crazy as they used to be. I think we sort of hit like a like a capacity for the time. I don't know if it's just because tos have sort of hit like the. Uh, the max amount of entrance they can really handle at around like you know somewhere in between two thousand three thousand mm-hmm. uh, at a tournament. Um, so I don't know. I I could see whatever bottleneck that is maybe maybe being figured out in Surfest could happen. I don't know. Melee seems really comfy right now. Right. They'll probably be like this for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. where they are. Uh, you know, like uh, some other organizations like Yahoo, uh, Red Bull, whatever. You know that they might may, may come in and you know dip their dip their toes in. Um, you know, like create their own little side events like Battle of the Gods, mm-hmm. um, Battle Battle of Five Gods, and you know, Summit stuff like that. Summit Summit is a such a blessing. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, stuff like that maybe. Yeah, uh, I'd say it's probably the future. Other games just get better, please, <laughs> so you're worth playing. In the meanwhile, Melee's gonna keep being awesome. What about you? That's, that's all I got. Uh, from Melee to grow, I think there needs to be. Like more help with the tos to organize the tournaments because I've been reading a lot of stories lately about like how tos have been like literally putting themselves into bankruptcy to try to like fund these like tournaments and everything and that that's definitely a thing that's going to need to change before the game can grow even more. Mm-hmm. Also, multi blood is a sick game. Don't listen to what Q has. To say. <laughs> uh, if anyone actually even knows what that is, co- comment that. It's not. There's, there are going to be no comments. All right. <laughs> All right, so I want to thank the boys for letting me come into the house. Uh, we're not even in the studio. We're actually um, in Q's house, and we're uh, just recording. Uh, I want them to be on an episode together before I separate them so they do their own individual episodes. So you're not going to not hear from these guys again. You're definitely going to hear from them again. Uh, Q, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Like um, anything you want to push? Anything? Yeah. Uh, well, one I want to say I hope the audio quality, you know, isn't too much worse than the you know the, the you know the, the usual stewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say uh, there's this up and coming SoundCloud group, right? Called Seas, right? Uh, that's that's S E E S. Uh huh. B O I S Seas Boys. That's the URL. Uh huh. I've been listening to them lately. I I like them quite a lot. It might be worth a worth a check out. They might actually be related. Right. If you look on the sidebar of this uh, podcast, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Right. Um. Twitch TV slash PP the boy boy right. spelled with two eyes. You know, you know, watch me. I might be streaming. Maybe not. Uh. Subscribe to Mango. Right. Subscribe <laughs> to Mango. Okay. Uh. Fund, fund the fund the the uh what is it the uh Lamborghini. <laughs> let him get the lamp. Let buy this man a Lamborghini. Help him get it. He's living the dream. Gabe. Uh, I guess just keep our names in mind. We're going to be up-and-comers in the future. We're uh, prospective game designers, and we're really trying to get out here, you know? Yeah. So just remember. Also, when we have a name for, for the studio, we'll we'll let you guys know. Uh, So, uh, again, I just want to thank the boys. Um, They, they keep me grounded. Uh, they actually uh, gave me a lot of advice for the first few episodes so i've i've been waiting to get them on on the mic 
So uh, we're going to take our final break and then we're going to wrap up the miniseries. So see ya. As we wrap things up, uh, this was a fantastic miniseries. I want to thank you all for supporting Division. I want to thank Dr. Cherry for allowing me to study esports for my final project in college. I want to thank the boys for coming on, spending time with me today. Seriously, I would have never thought that I would do my capstone project on video games and get to speak to potentially thousands of people, maybe, hopefully, about games and gaming ecosystems. So this isn't the end of gaming study. It's only the beginning. So stay tuned for the latest news on the podcast at GAS underscore podcast on Twitter. And if you have an idea for the show, email it to me at gamingstudypodcast at gmail.com. If it's your birthday, happy birthday from me and the boys. So bless up and peace. Woo! Continue. Game over.